Hello and welcome to the Energy Sport Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Morrison, and joining me in the pod seat this afternoon for this special on women's football is Callum Duncan, a long-suffering Dundee United fan. Hello. And Adam Blosko, a recently suffering Arsenal fan. Hello. Today, we'll be taking a deep dive into the Parks Motor Group SWPL encounter between two titans of the Scottish game as Hibernian take on Glasgow City live on the BBC as well as taking a look into the inaugural Women's Nations League as Scotland are drawn against the old enemy in the inaugural competition. We'll also look into Gianni Infantino's potential blackout of the Women's World Cup by FIFA. Okay, so to begin guys, Glasgow City face Hibernian women live on the BBC with a kick-off at quarter to eight. Adam Blosko, uh, I think it's fair to say that Hibs have had a bit of an injury crisis right now, although they catch Glasgow City... Uh, on something of a bit of dip in form for the league leaders. Uh, because despite the fact they won their last game 2 0 over Partick Thistle, uh, they've lost three of their last four games twice to Celtic. Uh, Adam Blosko, how do you think this game's going to turn out? So, Hibernian, they've got an injury crisis. I don't think it'll help them at all, um, especially being solo down the league. Well, the league split, I mean. And then. Um, Glasgow City will also be be quite afraid going into this as they have been in in quite bad form, quite shaky. Hibernian's uh, absences will definitely make make for a a really tight game between the two ladies' teams. Of course, Shannon Leishman as well, uh, following your line of thought and the fact that it might be a very close-fought game. Uh, We can hear from her now, actually. It's always massive. I think if you ask anyone that's been around Hibs a long time, they'll say, what team do you want to beat? They'll always say City, City of Hearts, but City's always massive for Hibs and it's always a team where it's always been tightly run, it's always been tight games, it's always been a fixture that everyone looks forward to and it's always something on the cards that when they come out you look to see where the fixtures are. Callum Duncan, how do you think this match is going to pan out? I think it's going to be quite an interesting game, it's quite a hard one to predict to say the least with Glasgow City standing with probably one of the best, well the second best Goals for and goals against with 103 for and only 13 against. They're obviously going to come into this game with quite a defensive mindset, especially with only winning with a three out of four losses in their last few games. Yeah, um, of course, it's not aided by the fact that, like you said, they've got the best uh, they've got the best goal scoring record in the league. So when I name off players like Rachel Boyle, Shannon McGregor, uh, Kirsty Morrison, Michaela McAloney, you know, you can keep going. Crystal Thomas, uh, who scored a great goal in the derby, Rosie Livingston. A uh, great little prospect. It's all attacking players like that. It's not going to help sort of um, Hibs as well when they try and go forward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think it's going to be it's going to be quite a tight game. Hibernian are going to catch them. I think they will be able to catch them on a wee bit of like a slump at the moment, and maybe have a potential be able to capitalise on that. Uh, great stuff. Uh, do you have a prediction for this game? Four two to Hibernian. Four two. I'm, like, oh, I'm, expect, I'm expecting a high scoring game. I think it's going to catch us all by surprise. Yeah, a bit of a shock there actually, but. Uh, Hibs uh, have already won at Peters Hill Park where the match is played uh, tonight I should say well the three encounters Hibs have won one this season in the semi-final of the League Cup uh, Michaela McAloney in another game as well uh, scored a brilliant goal which has been nominated for goal of the year on December the 4th actually scored that which is also interestingly enough on my birthday uh, it wasn't at that match uh, <laughs> I was working so that's brilliant uh, bef- yeah I know <laughs> uh, before we move on Adam have you got a match prediction? Yes, I do. I believe it will be 2-1 to Glasgow City. You willing to expand upon that, or are we just going to move on? Uh, just move on, really. All right, okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, international affairs right now. Uh, the inaugural Women's Nations League group stage has been announced. Uh, the draw was made yesterday. 
Uh, I think it's fair to say that Scotland have been drawn in something of a tough group coming up against Belgium, Holland and the old enemy England, who are, of course, the reigning European champions. Uh, Scotland, interestingly enough, ranked lowest in the group, uh, 23rd in the world, and, of course, England, aided by the Euro success, uh, are fourth. Callum, uh, how do you think the Nations League is going to turn out the first for women's football? I think towards, if you look towards like stats, it doesn't look too good. But then if you looked back to the last time they played England, it was only a 2-1 loss with Claire Emsley getting a goal to kind of like make that deficit look a wee bit better. And it does show that they can still compete with the top ranking teams. So I think it does look, I think they could come away with at least one win from this. Very interesting. Yeah, of course, you kind of look at the Belgium game. That's where the uh, you'd think the uh, kind of two ones are going to come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, when you add England into that mix as well, you know the players are going to be up for that. Yeah, uh, both at Wembley and at Hamden. Exactly. Uh, of course, you know, you're hoping that, of course, with the growth of women's football, which we'll also come on to very shortly, you'd think that the crowd are going to be well up for that as well. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in a derby, in an international derby, you might say, of course, both sets of players are going to be up for that, and it's going to be a very, very interesting match. Adam Blasco course Scotland aren't aided by their kind of recent woes in the Pinatar Cup winning one game drawing a game and losing a game a kind of shock result against Iceland it must be said so kind of with this recent uh, international context uh, do you think Scotland are going to have any success in their Nations League group? As Callum said maybe one win but I do not see them coming out of the group stage at all the barrier of Holland and England is going to be too great for both Belgium and Scotland to overcome and um, in Holland's roster, you've got players like Vivian Medema, Daniel Van der Donk. Uh, yeah, Tessel Mida, great player for Rangers. Uh, uh, yeah, was, yeah. In England themselves, the old enemy, I think uh, Scotland would be a bit more spurred on to try and beat them. But again, I believe it will be an arrow loss for the ladies. Yeah, of course. Like no, uh, England no as well. Optimism. Fair enough. No optimism. No optimism because I'm not Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, it's, yeah, like you kind of said with England as well. Players like Beth Mead, of course, was runner up in the Ballon d'Or. Uh, Chloe Kelly score the, the eventual winner of the Euros you know what would be nice to see a sort of woman do well and especially for the women's game where it's always a growing sport uh, sticking to women's footballing matters uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino has threatened a blackout across Europe for the upcoming Women's World Cup as he believes that broadcasters across Europe have offered too little money to showcase the matches uh, a kind of bit of interesting news here Callum uh, Duncan yeah. what do you make of it? I think it's 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 one of these ones where it's like you kind of have to look from a different perspective of is it just FIFA wanting more money or are they trying to promote the game as to something more than the nations are, aren't are offering as much or putting out as. I think when you look at what they're offering, you're looking between 1 and 10 million euros in what nations are offering for the women's game compared to the 100 to 200 million that they're offering for the men's game. And obviously this comes down to it's not potentially going to get as much uh, back from viewers and things like that as the men's potentially w- would have. But it's got to say, like, if if they are wanting to get women's football to like the stat- stature that they want it to be at, they've got to be putting more into this. Of course, like, you kind of measure that there, women's football might not get the crowds that men's football does, I think, across the season. But when you look at kind of comparison between the Euros final for the women and the mm-hmm. Euros finals for the men... Interestingly enough, the women's finals, that around 50 million people watched England triumph over Germany 2-1. Uh, and only 30 million people uh, watched the men's Euros finals. England lost on penalties to Italy. Uh, this is from the BBC themselves, so it's the major broadcaster in the UK. And then you kind of go to 60,000 people at the Arsenal versus Wolfsburg match in the Women's Champions League a couple uh, days ago. Of course, Arsenal lost that very gnarly, but it's like record crowds are being beaten 
it almost seems like a weekly basis. So I don't even think that it's maybe kind of the viewing figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think Infantino here, he does have the right idea where women's yeah. football should be getting more money, and I think he is behind that idea. But at the same time, I do think that you have a right, especially in a growing sport, to kind of show the uh, oh, matches, de- especially, especially in a major European competition. Yeah. But, uh, Adam Blosko, what do you make of this news? I think it's an idea, but it puts quite a lot on the line. It's a big statement about what FIFA want, and I think it's just money. However, it's the money is not worth taking off a World Cup off the screen. I believe a World Cup is a World Cup, and it should be on the screen at all cost, in my opinion. Yeah, so you're kind of in the same uh, line of view that, um, yeah. yeah, maybe, of course, like broadcasters, he kind of called out the BBC, actually, uh, in fact, you know, we said that public broadcasters would be doing more, which I think is fair to say. Um, yeah, so you're kind of along that line as well, where they're offering too little, but Infantino should kind of, whatever the cost, show the World Cup and also the Euros as well, if it does come to that. Yeah, I, I think I think you're, you've just explained my point right there because I, they, they have been promoting the women's game for so long and they want they want the women to be as equal as the men, you know, equality. Equality, sorry. That was my Polish coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so equality all over the world. World Cup, no better way to do it. With full time quickly approaching, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Thank you for your analysis, Callum. Thank you very much. Dobitzenia, Adam. Dobitzenia. And thank you for listening. Join us tomorrow as we look towards the latest rumours concerning Hibs as the Edinburgh side continue their hunt for a director of football. We'll also be taking a brief look at the title hunt south of the border as Manchester City face off against West Ham. And of course, we'll be dissecting the match between Hibernian and Glasgow City too. You will hear from us then.